use the right terminology. But uh, I just, I said, Mom, I, got, I just want to talk to you for a minute. And she said, okay. I said, have you ever noticed, you know, when you look up, you know, when ducks or geese, they fly, they fly in a V. And she goes, yeah. And I said, they're always in that V. She goes, yeah. And I said, have you ever noticed, this is really cool, Mom, have you ever noticed that one side is, is longer than the other? She goes, you know, you're right. I said, do you know why that is? And she said, why? I said, there's more birds on that side. <laughs> she just looks at me like, I got nothing. Hey, it's good to have you at TLC today. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. So good to have you with us. I, I am excited as we are turning the corner for spring and heading towards summer and our minds are getting set into the vision wall outside uh, or in the, the foyer there. Um, you know, where we want to get that completed and get working on that and let you know about phases that are coming here to TLC. You know, and believing God for all kinds of wonderful things. So just believe with us because it all starts, you know. It's, we have to agree and head in the direction God's telling us to go and that's what we're doing. We've been talking about faith. We've been talking about it from how God has shown me faith and, and from the perspective of how he's taught me things uh, in faith and how they work. Did you know that in the kingdom of God, a kingdom is run by a king, so the king's dominion in his kingdom, and in that kingdom is run by laws. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's laws. And if you can learn the laws of the kingdom, then it works. And so my heart is, as we've been trying to uncover some of this, that you'll figure out how these laws work. And so for, for Kim and I, we start looking at the Bible different than we looked at it before. We looked at it as stories, and we believed they were all true, but instead of just reading it going, oh, that happened back then, we started asking ourselves questions like, why did that happen? What made that happen? And if, if he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, can I get that to happen now? And so we started looking at things like that, and, and, and we started saying, okay, God, and then that's so when we were reading and getting next to people that were rubbing shoulders with God, how many knows that's good to rub shoulders with people that are rubbing shoulders with God, and then, and then starting to find out, applying what we learned, and we started seeing things happen. So we've been talking about the kingdom of God and the principles, and we've went over sowing and reaping. We've went over the power of agreement, power of a seed, the point of contact. I have a lot of people ask me stuff when I talk about sowing a seed. They, they always, this is always something that comes up, or usually. Isn't that like buying God? Are you trying to buy God? It is not buying God. It's the same thing a farmer does when he puts seed in the ground. We're not trying, can I really buy God? It is basically a point of contact. It's something that I can release my faith for, and receive. Faith always has a point of release and always has a point of reception. So, you know, and, I, and as you hear some of these stories, you're going to find out we released our faith. My son released it for a dollar or two dollars. Really, we're buying God for two bucks. That's great. You know, it was just a point of release, a point of contract. And so uh, today is going to be an important lesson. And I'm kind of guilty of this because I'm human just like you. But I've had divided faith. Have you? You ever started believing for something and then it's just like it doesn't happen the way you think or it doesn't happen in the time frame you think and then you go, ah, and you just get double-minded, you get divided about is this really gonna happen? So my first thought this morning would be focus. 
I feel like I'd be uh, Mr. Miyagi, focus. Or, or Yoda, oh, focus you will. <laughs> Something, but we need to just focus. Focus on what the Lord is telling us. Because if we don't focus on what God said, we're going to focus on something. For my wife, she is a four foot eleven power of dynamite. She is a package and a half. Baby, I'm telling you, she will st- if she as long as she can have a word from God. Oh, she focused. She needs that word, and that's what she'll tell me. If I know that God said it, then that's all I need. And she'll ask me something. Sometimes in our adventure, she'll say, what did God say? What did God tell you? If I can tell her what God told me, she's okay. Sometimes I have to reassure her. She'll say, what did he say again? But focus on the Lord. Because it's easy, remember we've talked about this, the enemy comes for the word. When the word is sown, what I've shared with you, when it gets into your, the enemy will come for that and try to get you to not not believe it. You have to know what God said. You have to know what his word says. And the enemy uses one of his favorite weapons, he uses it all the time, it's called deception. He is a deceiver. Sometimes in my own self, I felt like I was all in. And I found out I really wasn't. I mean, on the outside, I really thought I was in. Sometimes you ever hear somebody talk and you, you want to ask them, are, are you trying to convince you or me? Or what are you trying to convince? And I've thought that myself, so I'm just telling you, I'm just being transparent. I listened to myself talk. Kim and I have been together. We thought we were all in and we were, you know... When you get your significant other and you're just talking, you'll say things you wouldn't say to anybody else. But you would t- and then we just look at each other and said, okay, well, yeah, we just recognized where we are standing in faith. We're not as all in as we thought. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? Speaks. You can't change what your heart believes unless it happens over experience. You got to understand, I can sit in that chair. I don't worry about the chair breaking because I've sat in that chair a bazillion times. The chair will hold me. So by my heart knows that. And so when we we start taking into another dimension of faith, I'm trying to get you to go somewhere where you haven't been or you're just, it's almost, I want to believe you, PB. I want to believe you, but I haven't been there. You got to start trusting the Lord. You have to stay focused. I told Kim yesterday, the Lord spoke to me and said, if you have to see it, that's not faith. If I got to wait and see something, my faith doesn't take any faith to see it and go, yep, I believe it. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's being seen, it's just not in the world you're seeing right now. It's still being seen in the spiritual world. any rate, I needed to make some adjustments. I'd find I wasn't saying things because I really wasn't believing some things. James says, James 4, 2, the second part of that says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. So what am I saying? 
This is important. If you're not seeing results, you can go to the telephone, you can go to the telegram, you can go tell a friend. Why don't you ask God? What's going on? Now, there could be nothing. It could be Hebrew says faith and patience bring the promise. It might just be the season. It's coming. It's just not there yet. That could be the answer. And if that is, that's great. Or it could be you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. Or you're, you say you're believing this, but your actions don't line up with what you're saying. So where are you short-circuiting your faith? I'm only telling you this because I had to do it myself. <clears throat> if I ask God, he's going to tell me what I need to do or what I need to do to tweak it, to switch it, or to stop doing. Sometimes he just needs to tell me, Brett, 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 stop, because I think I know it all. You ever thought that? I know what I'm doing, God. Here, let me show you. Let me give you an example. I got my bullet. You know, you ever just want to, hey, God, let me just show you how the ship runs here. Okay, it never works out really well when I do that. But for me to get results, if you're married, listen to what I'm saying. You have to believe and be in agreement with your spouse. That's important. Because you're one in the spirit you're one in the natural. You must walk in agreement. I heard a story of a pastor. The wife kept saying, well, the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me that. And he went to God and said, God, quit. I want you to tell me. Why aren't you telling me? And you're telling her, and you should be telling me. And he said, I did tell you. I told her, but you guys are one, so I told you. So he had to back off and go, Okay. So what do you face? What mountain is blocking your view? Can you not see what God is trying to show you? Or are you afraid to look through the glass? Or is there something, your past, or something hindering your vision? 11.23 of Mark says, I'll tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up, thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. What are you facing? The key to having active faith, according to the scripture, is believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, and not doubting. That's how everything happens in the kingdom. I believe, I confess, I don't doubt. Let me pause here for just a second. In the Old Testament, did you know the Old Testament can still apply to you today? Some people, I'm a New Testament believer. The Old Testament is gone. Better read your whole Bible. But anyway, the Old Testament was a do covenant. You had to do this. Now, faith without works is dead. We still have actions that we have to do. But the New Testament is a say covenant. Jesus is saying this in Mark. You have to speak to the mountain. And the problem with most of us as believers, we tell God about the mountain, and God's saying, quit telling me. Tell the mountain about me. Because he gave you authority. This is something that Pastor Kim and I, we, 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 
we'll talk about this, but did you know that Jesus stripped the enemy of all power? The devil doesn't have any power unless you give it to him. For real. It's not an equal battle. And the, the issue is the enemy will come after you to try to deceive you that he is just great, big, strong. He takes and sucks out. Do you want him to do that? Go right ahead because he'll take every bit he can get. But man, if you stand up, if you stand up and say, I believe what God said, I confess and I believe and I'm not doubting. So for my faith to really work, I really have to be totally in. Now, I'm not saying that nothing will happen. I mean, there is things that we have to do when we believe. Faith without works is dead. I get it. And there's sometimes, have you ever seemed like, well, this started to work, and then it just kind of quit? Or there are some things that start getting in motion, and I understand. But let me explain. So I'm talking about divided faith this morning. Now, next week is going to be awesome because we're going to not only put everything together, but we're going to talk about what happens if I missed, you know, God provided, but I blew it. How do I go back or what do I do? I'll show you all of that. But this, if you're believing, let me just, I'm giving you an example, okay? If you're believing, you know what, I'm believing my bills are paid. Did you know that... My dad would, would call, he worked at Columbia Gas, retired from there, and he would go by the gas station and he'd take off his hat, put it over his heart and go, Mother Columbia. You know, we just j- joke about it, but did you know Mother Columbia is not saved? General Electric is not saved? And if I was to tell them, you know, just as another believer, do we really have to pay that bill this week, this month? They would be like, uh. I remember telling one of those companies one time when our budget got raised over double, I said, how are we supposed to budget for that? Her exact words were, that is not my concern. I wanted to show her a lot of concern. <laughs> but I'm a believer, so I can't. But understanding, all, you know, if you're believing for your bills to be paid, you're sowing and believing God, and you're believing in the law that is already working. We talked about that, sowing and reaping. We're not believing in the action. Well, I gave, so this works. No, the word says in sowing and reaping, because the word says that, and I have done what the word says, that law will work for me, because my belief is in the word, not in the action. Are we on the same page? So we need to be that. But if my belief is like, I'm believing my bills are paid, I sowed seed, but you know if they don't, and I'm just saying, so before you get mad at me, I am guilty of this, okay? All right. I'm believing, and I've had to change. My bills are paid. But you know, God, if you don't come through, I have this MasterCard. I have... Plan B. And you know what happens? I get my answer. My faith really isn't in God, is it? It's in my second plan. It is in plan B. If you have a plan B, it is your plan A. Do you understand? And again, I'm not... I'm telling you I've made mistakes so that you don't make the same ones I've made. 
But my answer comes in what plan I've released my, most, my faith in. So I, you know, if, I got, I wanted to, if I was believing for the MasterCard or the Visa, I'd get my bills paid, and that's how, I would, yeah, that's how I got it paid, because I believed in that plan. But if I believed in God, then I also, that doesn't mean, see, now sometimes I teach this, and people will be like, sweet, I can go max out all my credit cards and then tell God to pay for it. That's not what I'm saying. That's not ethical, nor is that really a kingdom law. We have to work within our framework, don't we? What happens is this. Whatever the answer comes in, if it came in your plan B and that became your plan A, you start wondering why your faith isn't working. What's the holdup? And then we begin to define God by his character, by, well, I guess he doesn't do it for me. He'll do it for him or her, but he's not going to do it for me. Apparently, it's not working. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to understand this, church. God does not change. God does not change. The principle of his word will not change. He's not going to rewrite the word. Jesus is not going back to the cross again. When Jesus said, it's finished, it's already done. His word is complete. The laws that govern his kingdom will not change, and you cannot change them. When we have everything in its place and everything where it's supposed to be, it helps us to feel secure. It helps us not to feel so chaotic. You ever walked into your teenager's room and seen every bit of clothing you thought you ever bought them on the floor? Have you ever been with a youth group at camp I'm going to go speak at camp next month. I've been into cabins where there, I mean, and there, you can tell some kids, everything is neat. Their bed is made. You know, their bunk is cool. Their stuff is packed, you know, neat and nice. There's other kids. They've already been through every clothing they brought with them in two days. And you know how they're determining for the other two or three days left? They're picking it up and smelling it, see if it's fresh enough. Yeah, you groan, but oh, it's so real. <laughs> and everybody else in that cabin is like, dude, you will be showering. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, we will make you. We, I've seen groups of guys just carry one guy to the shower. Oh, it's, it's on. <laughs> Here's an interesting fact for you. Do you realize there's no greater secure place for you than when you rest in faith? If you really believe God has done it, then you're at peace and you rest in that. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not supposed to worry. That's a sin. I'm just going to rest. I've sowed. I've, I've done what I've, the word says. This, this law is working. He told me to do that, so I've done what the word says. So I've been obedient to the word. Thank God for the word of God. And so now I can rest in the fact that that is happening. And then peace would flood my heart. The second thought this morning is always take the high road. Now, I'm telling you these things that I've done because... I've been entertainment for heaven. I, I, do, I think some Jesus is probably like, angels, look at him. God love him, look at him. Because I just do stuff and I don't know. Take the high road. When it comes to God and your faith to work, everything has to be above board. I'm going to say that one more time. Don't ask God to bless you if you're doing something illegal. It has to be legal and above board. 
Let me give you an example from my life. Kim and I were wanting God to financially bless us. Now, you're going to think, there's nothing wrong with that, but let me point out my, you're entitled to your opinion. So I'm going to, t- going to tell you, I wish I wouldn't have did that. That smarted. <laughs> but let me tell you the story. We were wanting uh, God to bless us. Pastor Gary and, and uh, Drenda, they were at Cedar Point, and, and we were there with them, and we were just hanging out having a good time. They wanted to eat, and there was a place on the main drag there that you could eat buffet. And everybody, you know, the Bible says to buffet your body, right? <laughs> All the people from Texas said, hallelujah. <laughs> That's not really what the scripture says, but just for humor. So anyway, we went in to do this, and I believe at the time it was like 13 to $15 or something like that. But, you know, they had all kinds of stuff up there like you'd find in any buffet per person. And we went there, and I have uh, my youngest daughter, Maddie. If all she could eat for most of her life and every day would be mac and cheese, that girl would, uh, she would eat mac and cheese. She is a connoisseur of mac and cheese. She should be a chef. She should be a judge on Beat Bobby Flay on a mac and cheese challenge just so she could taste it. <laughs> she did not want, have you ever had a child that if you say, look, and there was this array of food? No. She doesn't want any of that because she wants what she wants. I just want mac and cheese. Well, I don't want to pay $15 for a bowl of mac and cheese. And I said, could I buy a bowl of mac and cheese a la carte? I'm sorry, sir, we don't do that. You have to buy the full buffet. So I'm basically wanting to look at Maddie going, you're going hungry. (laughs) And then the server said to me, you know, it's okay. It's okay. She can just get a bowl of mac and cheese, no charge. Inside, I'm saying, hey, cha-ching. Pastor Gary is sitting right across from the table, and he's just looking at me. <laughs> and, and she said, it's no big deal. Since you guys are all eating here, nobody's going to miss a bowl of mac and cheese. She can just have a bowl. Now, I agree. They probably won't miss a bowl of mac and cheese. Gary says, what are you going to do? It's a setup. (laughs) And I was really, I mean, I said to him, I'm like, they're not going to miss a bowl of mac and cheese. So I am, I'm just being honest. And this, and he, he leans in and I got to love Pastor Gary for this because he is just, sometimes, I mean, him and I have a lot of things in common, but we are totally different in personality a lot of ways. He just leans in. He said, she doesn't own the building. She doesn't own the business. And I'm like, yeah, right? <laughs> it's not any skin off her nose if she gives away. She doesn't have the authority to do that. And then I'm, then I'm flooded by inside I already knew. Either Maddie doesn't eat and I get her something else or I pay for the full buffet. Have you ever had a teenager that says they want something and then you get it for them and they don't eat it? I got her the mac and cheese. She didn't even eat half 
the bowl. I wanted to eat her mac and cheese and all that. But anyway, that's another story. So that whole time, I'm at an inner turmoil. I'm at a battle with this whole thing, and we go up to pay. And the waitress again said, it's okay. I'm not charging you for that. I'm not going to charge you for that. Inside, I'm like, sweet, well, great. But I knew deep inside, no. I asked for the a la carte, couldn't do it. Maddie wanted the mac and cheese. I ag- Listen, I agreed to that. I owed for that whether it was a small portion or whether she ate the whole buffet. Is God bigger than that or is he not? But inside, I'm having this battle. So Gary had went outside, and he's now standing at the window <laughs> just looking. I can see him outside. And, and, I, and I told the waitress, I said, I have to pay for it. She goes, no, you don't. It's okay. And then she said this, just keep it down. And I, I said, no, I'm paying for it. So I paid for Maddie's buffet of the half bowl of mac and cheese, and I walked out of the building. When I walked out of the building, I felt like 75 tons of bricks fell off my shoulders. And he looked at me, and he goes, you did good. But I'm telling you, up until that time was a battle. God will never get involved in anything illegal. And it wasn't long after that, we got blessed. God's word will always be in line with what's right. You know, Sam and I were talking just, uh, just was talking with him the other day. I said, you know, for me to hunt at your house and for you to hunt at my house, we'd have to buy, I'd have to buy a hunting ticket and a, and a deer tag if I was hunting at your house. And you'd have to buy one if you're hunting at my house. Even though our name is the same, to my knowledge, because it has to be your residence if you are a landowner and he doesn't live with me. And he just looked at me and he goes, I know, because we've already won that battle. Romans 13.1 says, everyone must submit to a governing authorities for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they'll be punished. If I willingly violate this principle, I'm almost guaranteeing myself your failure. God cannot honor disobedience. It nullifies your faith. If you're trying to get money under the table, it's not going to work. Not be blessed, it won't work. You might enjoy the money that you, but you're not going to get anything on top of that. Mark eleven twenty four tell you you can pay for you can pray for anything if you believe that you received it, it'll be yours. So the kingdom is ruled by the king. We follow his rules. And when we do that, we get results. We get fruit from our efforts. Faith works for everybody. You don't have to be a certain age. That's just like the Holy Spirit in a in kids' town. They do well, you know, like there's no Holy Spirit Junior. It is the Holy Spirit. He works in children just like he works in adults. So I'm just giving you some stories, and I don't have that much more today. It's pretty quick. We'll wind this up here in just a few minutes. Sam started saw me put faith principles to work, and I'm I'm just using deer hunting. That's what connected Pastor Gary and me, and I, if that's proper. I don't know which one, me or I. My wife can tell you. I don't know. 
I wasn't even homeschooled. See what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> but he was like, I want a deer, Dad, and I'm gonna, I want to, I want to, I want to do what you're doing. And so he sewed. It was like a, a dollar or something from his allowance, and he wanted an eight-point buck. And I got him a brand new 410 single-shot shotgun, and I got some deer slugs for the 410. And we sewed. We believed the prayer of faith, and we I'm, I did the principles just like I'm telling you. And we went out, and that where we lived there I had 16 acres that butted up against hundreds of other acres. It was the most beautiful deer land. It was awesome. We got up in the stand, and we were up there, and we were in the, my favorite stand at that place. We called it the ravine stand. So we're up in the ravine stand, and Sam's sitting, and he's, I got my leg. He's sitting right in between me, and he's like, I'm eight point. And I said, you're going to get an eight point. He said, yes, Dad, I am. I believe God. We weren't there 15, well, probably less than 15 minutes, 10 minutes, maybe five. An eight point just comes right out, walks right in front of us, and stops. Now, let me just ask you questions. Why would it have to be an eight point? That's what he believed for. But that, that kingdom principle was already in place. But I mean, if you're looking, it could have been a doe, it could have been a six point, it could have been a, a button buck. I mean, it could have been anything, but it was just what he prayed for. And so I nudged him and I said, go ahead. The gun would not shoot. This is my fault. He tried and tried and tried. That deer was looking up at, <laughs> looking at us like, what, what is that up there? And I'm like, give me the gun. So I'm trying to get it to shoot. It wouldn't. Now, they're supposed to, it was supposed to shoot, but it wouldn't. Somehow, a milla whatever, the shells would not let everything close completely, and the gun wouldn't fire. We watched that deer turn around and just trot off. And he was really disappointed. But as we talked, I said to him, you got to see the kingdom work. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, the deer came. And he said, yes, it did. So the reason I'm telling you this, because I just talked about certain age, like the Holy Spirit or, or, you know, he won't work for kids. Kids are incredible because they don't even have to have all the proof. They just believe. They just learn by example. They just believe. If you were telling them this, this is it, this is it. And that's all. That's all they need. So he saw the deer come. We did what we were supposed to. So here's my, here's my issue. My responsibility was to check the equipment. You know, we have jobs to do. God can't do things. Now, listen, everybody, oh, God can do everything. He has to work within his word. God did not, he wasn't going to shoot the deer for us. That's what I'm saying. So if I would have checked beforehand, I would have known those shells for whatever reason. Something was off, they wouldn't have worked. I would have got some that did, but I did not do that. I just assumed it would be all right. I mean, I, I prayed for a, a big eight-point buck, sat by a tree, fell asleep. I'm in orange. I'm out in the open. I'm probably snoring. I don't know. I wake up, and from me to Justin, there's an eight-point, and he's laying down, looking at me. Now, for one, why would he come that close? Why wasn't it something else? But it was exactly what I sewed for. And so I woke up, and I was like, I don't know if you even understand the term buck fever. I, I got three shots off, and not a one of them came close to hitting that deer. And he just went over the hill, and I stood there like, ha, 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 ha. But God still did his part. My, you know, he can't, my problem is I have to settle down and be rested and know what I'm doing. But here's what I found. I have to be expecting at all times. If I'm believing God, then I, I'm not telling God how it's going to show up. That's his job. 
I'm just believing because this law is working. I did what the law said. I did what the word said. Then God will do the rest. It always doesn't show up the way I think. Sometimes I'm thinking this will happen. We believed, we didn't even know this law was working. We'd have groceries show up on our house right on the porch. I don't, to this day, I don't know who brought them. We had five bags of groceries and it was all name brand stuff. You're like, what do I have to do with it? Well, if you go a long time and you have kids and all you got was food club and, and instead of saying, you know, whatever they said, they'd make up instead of, they'd just have some generic name, Puffs. You know, my kids, they didn't want just puffs. They wanted cocoa puffs or whatever. So it was awesome. We, you know, but anyway, Sam didn't get a deer that time. But then later, we, we had moved. We started this church. We came here. I've told you the story, so I'm going to condense it. <clears throat> he told me, he said, Dad, I want a 10-point buck. And I was like, <sighs> I mean, I never wanted a deer more than I wanted it for my son. Because I wanted him to see the kingdom working. Now, he saw the kingdom working, but I was like, oh. Because there's part of the, the enemy wants to like, what if it doesn't work? Ha, ha, ha. Now he won't believe you, and he won't believe God. And there's all of those pressure from outside. I don't know if anybody can relate to that or not. But he said, Dad, I want a 10-point buck. I said, Sammy, I, these aren't even our woods. I mean, we have permission to hunt. I've never seen a 10 I'll tell you what you want. You want a six-point buck, don't you? A six-point buck. And I'm shaking my head at him. And he's like... I want a 10-point. No, you don't. You want a 6-point. 10-point. 6-point. So he, this way, so two, I remember, $2.50. So what he, he said, I'm believing. I want you to pray the prayer of agreement. And I'm telling you, my prayer stunk. Because I, I was just like, I'm trying to get in faith with him. I'm trying to get in agreement with him. And this is what I said, Lord, he wants a 10-point. And I, I thank you for that. And you can honor that, and I'll believe with you. But I'm believing for a a six point and he, we got done praying and, and he looked at me like lame uh, and he said dad I don't want six point I want a ten point and he made some comment like you can believe for the six point I'm believing for the ten point he was sure set so we went out and I put him right there he was on the ground he had my crossbow I'm standing like where John's microphone is and he is probably this far away sitting on the ground and we just got out there, and a six-point trotted clear up, and was like where Gibby is again, and stopped. No, we're, I'm standing in orange, and Sam is sitting in orange, and he just stops and just turns around and ends broadside. He's a six-point. What was I saying I, I wanted him? I wanted a six-point for Sam. And I'm telling Sam, shoot it. Sam, shoot it. Sam's not moving. Shoot it. He's not moving. And that deer just kind of flicks its tail and turns around and just trots off. And he says, Sam looks. I said, why didn't you shoot it? And this is what my son, my son is teaching me. He said, that's what you wanted, Dad. That's what you prayed for. That's what came in. Mine's coming next. That was a Saturday. Sunday was the next day. We went to church. And if you've ever seen Sam, Sam's the one that will play bass for us from time to time. And he's like all over the place. He's awesome. That guy is amazing. Anyway, he, he's on staff at Pastor Gary's church. But he says, okay, so we, I want to go out, Dad. And I'm like, all right. So I put him in the same spot. And I, I'm like, I'm not going to hinder this kid at all. I'm not going to stand there and go, shoot it. So I went and just got up in a tree stand where I could just see him. I don't even have a weapon. 
I'm just sitting up there watching, and I see a silhouette of a deer come out of the edge of the woods. I hear the crossbow go off. I hear kicking and thrashing, and I jumped out of the tree stand, came down. Sam, what happened? He's like, I don't know, Dad, this deer came out. I just shot, and, and, and I said, how many points? I don't know. Guess how many points it had? It had 10. We went about 40 yards away. There it was. We danced. Not a pretty sight, but we did. I danced around that deer. We shouted. We thanked God. I remember telling God, I will serve you. And Sam was like, yes. That deer is mounted in his, in his beautiful house now. And he's got the arrow right there. And he'll never forget how the Lord answered that. Now, I'm, I'm going to finish this story. It's 1133. only got about five minutes left. Maybe not even. So we sat there and we just, I was just amazed. Like, God did that. God did that. And Sam, was, Sam looked at me and actually, without, I don't know if he said these words, but it's kind of like, told you. So the next weekend, I said this. This is how great the kingdom of God is. I went and got Sam up. I'm thinking, he went out, I went out with him. He can go out with me. Sam, get out of bed. I want to go, want to go hunting. I want to get my deer this weekend. And Sam said, go ahead, Dad. I'll believe with you. <laughs> what a dog. So I had sowed, and this is what I put on the check. Four point. Some of you heard this story. Or an eight point. Just a, a pretty big buck. Four point or eight point. I put that in the memo section. I went out, went behind the house. I wasn't out there 15 minutes. I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm not even exaggerating. This is verbatim. A four-point and an eight-point ran side by side, ran right up, to, and I'm in the bushes and stopped. Why is it a four-point and an eight-point? Now, I'm, I'm just telling you, you might say this is nuts. I'm trying to explain to you laws of the kingdom. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Choose. Well, I already had an eight-point on the wall, and the four-point was bigger than the eight-point. So I just shot the four-point, and I went back and told Sam that story, and Kim heard that story. But again, it's just a testimony of the kingdom of God. And I thought to myself, as all of this stuff started happening over and over and over again, if I could learn these laws, it would change my life. And it has changed my life. And it will continue to change my life. Let me just challenge you this morning. Now, next week we're going to talk about what happens with... Uh, well, well, we'll talk about things that, that are just surefire, that are going to work. But if, if you missed it, I've missed it before. Just give you a little bit of a... How many times does... Uh, if you sowed a harvest, how many times does it... When it, the harvest is ready, how many times does it come in a year when it's ready? If you put it in the ground and it comes up, there's one time, I mean, there's a season when you have to pull it in. It's not going to stay there till the next time, is it? So the same thing, if I don't act when God, I've sowed, I've believed and something happens and I've missed it, then what do I do? How do I get another shot at it? <laughs> no pun intended. How do I get another chance at it? I'll show you how that works. It's been amazing. I, we've had more people ask me stuff because they've seen the blessing of God on my life. 
And, and that's all it is. It's just God. And Kim will tell you the same thing. If you'd say, she'd say God. That girl's a constant reflection of just talking about God. That's, that's what she'll do. She'll just say, it's God. But that's what it is. It is following God, following his word. So that happens even if, you know, if you, I'm using deer hunting because that's how God helped show me because he showed pastor that way. But I'm telling you from my point of view, that's how I learned. And I'm still learning because sometimes I forget and I for, you know, because I lived most of my life doing things wrong. So I have to keep doing the right thing to make it happen. I hope this is helping you. I hope you're like, wow. Of people that now are say, you know what? I started sowing. I started tithing. You know, tithing, you got to start trusting God. You, you just got, it's, it's just part of uh Extra comes in usually in offering. Tithing is just, it's just a legal issue. People are like, no, we're, we're New Testament. Jesus has got some things in there that says you need to. So, you know, we just do that. We just, I, people ask me this and then I'm done. You, you believe that? You did. You, you believe it. They'll ask me this. If you get your tax return back, do you tithe on that again since you already tithed on that money before? We do. Just because it's income that came into the house, we can never outgive God. So if you want to know my answer, we do. We tithe on the gross, too. I don't tithe on the net. I tithe on the gross. And then we give offering above that. And God just continues to bless. He's an amazing God. And I believe in this time, especially this time, that he wants to be strong in his people. Not so we can say... See all my stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. Because it's not my stuff, it's his, right? So, but being able to help people, being able to see the goodness of God, taste the Lord and see that he is good. To break religious mindsets. And just people like, how did that happen? God. And I can tell people about God and they find him, they find out how good he really is. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? Told you I was going to get done. <laughs> Lord, with every head bowed and every eye closed, and those that are watching online, if you've never experienced God in the level that we're talking about, but you're saying, Brett, is that really true? And I, I just want your heart to understand, no matter what, just give your heart to him. That's the first step. Then let him help you in all the other stuff. But if you need to give your heart to Jesus and you want somebody to pray with you, I'm going to do that right now. If that's you, just put your hand up. Those that are online, yes. Those that are online, yes. You just put it up where you are, and we'll do that from there as well. Say this with me. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Show me your kingdom, and I will do what your word says. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. If you got a Bible, that's what you want to follow. So go to the, the middle of the book, start in the New Testament. You can start in the Old Testament, but 
Uh, it's all good. It's all good to read. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, John's a great place. John's a great book. John's really about, it's a love book. That's all that. But just start, Matthew's good. And you'll hear the same account over and over as a different disciple tells you what they saw. But it'll be, a lot of those will be the same stories. But just read a little bit. Start asking God, how does that apply? Start looking at things like, why did this happen? And if, he, if you're the same, could it happen for me? I got great news for you. It can happen for you. It can and it will. If you follow what God says, you believe it. Do not doubt. You confess it with your mouth. I've seen God do all kinds of things that just blessed me. I wasn't even really looking for miracle upon miracle, but just stuff. He's, he's that kind of God. We got four children. I used to love the big turkey leg when Kim and make a turkey. And I remember my boys had to have a turkey leg because that was just like manly. They wanted that turkey leg. Well, there's only two of those. I remember saying, God, and I wasn't even doing what I'm telling you now because I didn't understand it. I hadn't met Pastor. I, I didn't know how faith worked. And, and I just said, I, w- I would love to have another turkey leg. But I didn't want to take one from my boys. You ever feel that way? We got up the next day. I went in the refrigerator, opened that up. Kim had that bird in there and had some foil over part of it. Did you know there was another turkey leg on that bird? I'm like, shut the front door. I told Kim, I said, didn't the boys just eat a turkey leg? And she goes, yeah, why? Because I got one now. He's a good God, my friends. Amen. The ushers are going to come. Let's give to the Lord. Let's not hold back. Let's do whatever he says. You can give online. You can text to give. You can send it to 374. Just be obedient. God will do his part. You do your part. Let's hold that seed, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we set our faith in agreement. This is yours. It changes kingdoms now because we have the authority over this money. So we take it out of the kingdom of darkness, the earth system, and God, we willingly move it to the kingdom of God. By doing that, it changes kingdoms. Now you have legal right and access to multiply it and bring channels of blessing. I give you praise for it. I thank you for it. We, we rest in that because your word says sowing and reaping. So that's what we're doing. Because your word is right, we do that in obedience. And we thank you now for blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.